Welcome, my chingus, to episode 121 of This Week in K-Pop. In this episode, we will talk about 10 centimeters, BTS, EXO, G-Friend, G-Soul, Henry, Jisook and Ilhun, Nick and Sammy, Sick K, PH1, J Park, Boy B, and Double K, Sunmi, SVT Leaders, 101, and Wikimiki. My name is Steven, and with me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Josh. Hello. This Week in K-Pop is a discussion podcast that covers the last two weeks of K-Pop music video releases. We start each episode with our favorite songs of the last two weeks, and then we conclude with our big names, No Games, where we talk about our disappointments of the episode. You can find more of our show on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other podcasting platforms. You can also visit our website, thisweekinkpop.com. But Josh... This is a very special episode. It is. You guys might notice a huge drop in quality. Uh, we're not sure if this is even going to work, but where are we, Steven? Uh, so we are, as we've previously said, we are currently in Japan on vacation. And we are using kind of our mobile setup to record this podcast. So I apologize if it sounds bad. I'm actually, we've never used this setup before. Um, and I may... We may have already recorded 15 minutes of this, and then I forgot to hit record. I know. We are very rusty, Steven. Uh, rusty. We, we have not recorded a podcast for a long, long time. Right. So um, if you, this is your first podcast, this is not normal. But we got two whole months of K-pop to talk about. And, you know, we were saying in the, in the podcast, I forgot to hit record in. Right. Um, that... If only we, we had an episode every two months, we, it would be fucking filled with bangers. Yeah, because uh, unlike the normal setup of eight songs for a podcast, uh, for 2017 we're doing six songs. Uh, this podcast will actually have ten songs that we're going to talk about. And actually there were a bunch of songs that we had to cut out from this podcast that we probably still would download. Yeah. And they're quality songs. Um, but every song of this ten song podcast will be quality. Right, so we're gonna, it's gonna be an extra long one. Also, again, we're pretty rusty. Um, I'm a little sad because our intro, like our first 15 minutes for the it was on, it was pretty good. We were rolling, like no rust whatsoever. But now you guys get the weird, awkward second part of it, (laughs) yeah, because we're trying to remember what we said and all the the clever stuff. Um, we didn't say any clever stuff, it was, it was definitely smooth, but yeah, we're. Pardon our rust, but we hope this gets to you. And uh, like it's it's been a long vacation. We've been in Japan is. for about a month now. Yeah. And right now, at our point in our vacation, we just want we just want to we're, go we're, home. We're we're ready to leave. We're ready to leave Japan. Right. Um. And before you know, I'm going back home. Home. Right. But Josh is still going to stay a little bit in Korea. Then you got to go to China. Right. Right. I got so, about a month before I'm actually back in the states. Right, so we want to record this podcast so we have at least something. Um, Before but, we separate, of course. Right, so, uh, but this is not our, we're back to our normal routine yet, because right. we're, we're pretty still far from that. But uh, anyways, this episode, I, Steven, won the Rock, Paper, Scissors. It might be the Japan Magic. I think I think it's 2017 Magic, because I've, I've been winning a lot in 2017. Yeah, if someone is, is, is marking it down, 
I think you're winning 70% of the rock, scissors, papers. Yeah, and, and probably 80% of those 70% that didn't even matter. Because, because the songs because weren't even that good and, and we wouldn't pick the same thing. <laughs> yeah, they're either not very good or we had a consensus about what the best song in the podcast was. Right, but weirdly enough, I think this song, we're pretty... It, I mean, we are in agreement it is one of the best two songs of this episode. Oh, definitely. And um, it so this song withstood the test of time because this song came out quite a while ago. Uh, Steven and I, we the last podcast we recorded in Korea, we were going to record actually a regular podcast uh, with music and everything. But when we had watched maybe about 60 to 70% of the videos, we realized not a lot of good songs that podcast so we said fuck it let's just record a goodbye korea we talked about our feelings and all that if you guys haven't checked that podcast out i think it's a good sit uh, we talk about uh, a lot of things that are very personal so if you guys are not very knowledgeable about the kind of guys we are it does tell a lot about us so check yeah, that both, both good and bad good and bad yeah um but yeah so this song that i uh, picked it is the only song that we liked in preparation for that podcast and we were like well we can't record a whole podcast with just one, one song, song, right? And you would think that we would be sick of this song by now, right? It's been two months. And yet, for me personally, like, I, this is still hands down my favorite song. It, whenever we hear it on the streets, I just, it gets stuck in my head it's for infectious. days. It's infectious. It is so good. Now you might be thinking, Josh and Steven, you love girl groups, right? We're girl group biased, You're so fucking biased. You probably picked a girl group, right? You probably picked somebody like... Pristin. Wiki Mickey. No. Well, no, no. Dia. You know, I, don't, I don't fucking know. Dia? I don't know. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> Never die. Um, But we did it. We picked uh, someone tangentially related to the groups that we mentioned. Uh, we picked... Not we. Sorry. You picked. I picked. I want to own this pick because I, I fucking love this song. It's by a boy group named 101. And the song is called Energetic. No This song stood the test of time. I'll say it again. It it did. Thank you for repeating. <laughs> I'll say it again. Uh, because that is actually monumental because there are a lot of songs I think that I've been listening to that I've kind of thrown by the wayside. Uh, in this I mean, that's true. Like in the era, in this this year of a lot of R&B kind of chill songs, like R&B chill songs, we've talked about this before. They're, they're hot for a quick minute. And then after a while, it's just like, who boy. Kind of fade into obscurity. Right. And I mean, this is a K-pop, motherfucking K-pop song with a capital K, and I love it. 
Yeah. Um, but if you don't know, uh, this is Produce 101 Season 2's Boy Group. Produce 101. Right. And neither Josh nor I did watch it, so I had zero expectations. Like, Same. You can go back to our podcast because, I mean, we were obsessed with Season 1. And we were so excited for IY's debut. And that was a fucking disappointment. It was bad. Like Dream Girls. You can hear, I think we recorded a whole podcast talking about that album, and you could hear the disappointment in our Just the voices. silence of just like, mm. Right. So I had no expectations for the song, and maybe that's why I find it incredibly awesome. But like, mm. in a year where boy groups have been kind of disappointing, I think everyone left and right, right. Um, I was really surprised by how much I enjoyed this song. And it's um, not just us. I think, uh, in general, people really like 101's debut. I think it was this uh, this debut song was a big hit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the show was a big hit. Yeah. Uh, so for, I think, the first season of Produce 101, Steven and I, we were kind of latecomers. And I think that was kind of the average for most people. But Produce 101, season, or season two, I think a lot of people kind of started watching it from episode one and were really trying to just hype on that hype train. Right. For a long time. But then again, that doesn't mean anything if the song sucked, right? Right. And, and luckily, it really didn't It really didn't suck. Opposite um, of that. Uh, and the reason the song is so good is mainly because of this driving bass beat. The make me feel so fine. Like, it is so fucking good. Like, that, that just does it for me. Everything else is like cherry on top. Right. The good thing about this song is that it does have that driving, like, bass beat. But if you're not careful, if it's just there constantly, it, it will get repetitive right. because it's just like doom, 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 doom. But this song, I think, has a really good pacing to it. The beginning of the song and the first kind of verse build so perfectly into that first chorus. So when the first chorus hits, you're just like, oh, yeah, just like totally riding that that thumping like bass drum, you know? Right. Like in a world where Frankenstein-y songs are very common or like, or like the buildup takes one minute, one and a half minutes of a song before you get to that drop. Like this song's pacing is just so good. Um, like there's, there's never a time where I'm just like waiting, right? I'm just waiting for the next part uh, because um, it, it gets to the good part quickly and it, there's a lot of kind of sections to the good part where you're not just like, Oh, it's just repeating itself over and over again, right? Which is kind of what chill songs do a lot, right? There's like a good thing to a chill song, but then after you hear the five seconds repeated, you're just like, oh. yeah, it's just an endless loop of that good part. Right. But this song, I think it it definitely does have really great parts, but all of the parts of the song, I think, are good. It's good throughout. Yeah, and like you know, n not watching the show, and and this is to be expected, but. Like, I think uh, all the guys, I mean, they danced pretty dang well. Um, and surprisingly, I think a lot of them can sing very well. Like, much better than I would have expected. Because at least, I mean, we love IOI, but they did not always, they did not pick the greatest singers, right? Yeah, like, there's like maybe one or two people in IOI that can, you know, hold a note. Right. So, like, part of me was like, oh, they're just going to pick all the pretty boys. But they actually seem to have picked good dudes. Like, I, yeah. not once was I just like, oh, this dude is like the pretty one that can't do anything, right? Mm -hmm. Like, even the rapping is is not a, not obtrusive, right? Yeah. It's not amazing, right? But it is, uh, it doesn't take you out of the song, which is 
If you know us, that's one of the highest compliments that we can a give. Huge a compliment. Song. Yeah. And there's just so many kind of catchy sections of the song. Little um, morsels in there to kind of keep you satisfied. Right. But it, it all just comes down to the 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 that driving beat. Yeah. And Steven and I are very kind of partial to those kind of songs that kind of have something to push the song along, like a, a good BPM or like kind of right. you know, tempo to the song. And this song is, I think, possibly the best boy group song of the year, at least until this point. I can't think of a boy yeah. group song that I enjoy more. Yeah, um, no, I'm, I mean, my memory is terrible, but right. I probably have to agree with you there. I, I also think that like, they probably, hmm, how can I word this? One of the reasons I think a lot of boy groups have not been doing well is because they're all chasing a very certain style, right? And I actually don't think this song, like when I hear this song, I don't think it's a BTS song, right? I don't think it's a Seventeen song. Like, I don't think it's an EDM drop song, right? This is, I'm not saying it's brand new. It's probably right. just something, <laughs> rehashing something from three years ago. But it feels new, and it, it doesn't feel like it's aping something else, and I really do uh, appreciate that. Yeah, I think this song, it does kind of take little pieces from a lot of different styles or even other bands, especially the choreography. There are some times where we're like, okay, that's a little bit BTS-y, that's mm. a little bit Seventeen-y. Um, but for the most part, one-on-one, I think they inject enough of their personal style and like kind of flavor and stank. Um, into the song and the choreography and even like the way they sing it that it's it's still kind of the complete package is still something a little bit fresh right right um, and I also want to say that it's I don't know why it always makes me smile but it's just so cute because like the song is so energetic and they mm -hmm. say energetic quite a lot in the song and like everybody can say the word energetic except for one dude yeah, and, and and he says it like energetic, and it's just so cute. Like it's like it just it makes me laugh. It's good. It's like he's inquisitive, like energetic. Like yeah. he's trying to like hey hey. Yeah, like but I mean, I'm not harping on it for not being able to pronounce the word, but it's just yeah. always it's just so funny to me that's like every one of your bros said it right. <laughs> none of them were none of them were like hey dude, it's energetic. It, hey, bro. It's not even terrible pronunciation, per se, because he still says it relatively okay, but it's just the cadence in which he says it is really, like, that's the yeah. funny part for me. Yeah. Energetic. Like. Yeah. Um, but I just love that part. It, I, it's, I, every time it comes up, I'm just like, energetic. I'm just like, yeah, do it, boy. But yeah, that, that's 101. Like, I can't, I, honestly, I, I, I feel like there's no way they're going to top this song, you know? Mm. Um, it's a hard act to follow because I have heard their other song I forgot what it's called Burn It Up I think and I really did not like that song no. um, but I mean I'm more than happy I'm, I'm happy that this song exists honestly it might be in my top 10 at the end of the year I've been listening to a lot of K-pop in Japan right We I've been traveling a lot I said in one of our earlier podcasts but I don't listen to that much K-pop uh, just in on Korea, the regular yeah. on the regular um, so I've been listening to a lot of K-pop, and yet still, after two months, I I'm still banging to the song. So yeah. So my pick of the week would also probably be this song if uh, this next song didn't exist. But I do have to preface that I heard this song for the first time today, and I immediately 
love this next song, my pick of the or my pick of the episode. Although I did say 101 is the best boy group song up until this point, I still really, really like this next song that I'm going to talk about. And that is a subunit of 17 called SVT Leaders. And the song is called Change Up. Change Up, Change Up. Um, so obviously SVT leaders, it's the leaders of each kind of grouping of 17. If you're not very familiar with how 17 is set up, they have three groups, the vocal, hip hop, and performance unit. And so it's a three member subgroup. The S Coops, who I think is the hip hop uh, leader, Woozy the vocal leader, and Hoshi the performance leader. I'm hope I hope you're right. I hope that's right. You you, you have big balls to even try that. Like I, I, I wasn't even yeah. gonna try to, to, to name which one was which. <laughs> uh, that's what I I think it is. Uh, I'm maybe ninety percent sure. But this song, we listened to, I don't know how many songs. It took us maybe like six hours to listen to the to all the songs. I would to say prepare. probably a hundred and. 40, 130, if I were to just random guess? Yeah, definitely over 100 songs. And I don't think I had a single song that I heard it and I was just like, oh yeah, from like the first 10, 15 seconds. And this was the only song that I felt that way about. Mm, mm -hmm. So that goes to show, hey, it's a good song. And it's another boy group as well. Right, but uh, uh, you were saying in the intro, I, I think... One oh or energetic is the best boy group, like boy group, you know, K-pop boy group song. And what's great about Change Up is that it doesn't sound like a boy group song. It mm. sounds like a, a like a hip hop R and B Chingu song, right? Like a right? Sick K or you know one of those Chingu. Right? Sure, you know th that Venn diagram of song, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, like if I were to hear this song, I never in a million years would have guessed this. What this came from a boy group, right? I would have been like, who are these new? Who are these new cats? Right? SVT leaders. SVT leaders, you know? Um, kind, of a, kind of a weird group name, but yeah. Right. Uh, but, um, but yeah, and I, I really like that. Um, like, we've, we've, we, 17 was like a group when they debuted for that first year. We were just like, we fucking love 17. We were, we were so hyped um, from their debut and the first maybe three or four songs. Right. And, and that, after that fourth song, it kind of, you and I kind of split ways. I still kind of felt okay about some of their songs. Yeah. I think he really didn't like a lot of their songs. Mm -hmm. um, but they haven't had an uptick again. Right. But we have seen them do different things. Like if there was a Q&A song that we really, really liked. And they have been doing other 
subunit stuff. But the problem was like all the hip hop dudes got together and all the performance dudes got together. The cool thing about this is that there's still one of everything. There's this rapper, right? There's the sing rapper and then there's the singer. And they all three have very different voices, but it all prevents the song from um, feeling long in the tooth, right? Yeah. And it's very dangerous of that because I think a huge part of why this song sounds more hip hoppy or kind of like an R&B song, like uh, the ones that we kind of mentioned before, is that it has this one loop of this like kind of brass instrument sample. And they kind of loop it a lot in the song. And so if you're not careful, then, like I said, <laughs> with a lot of songs, especially like those R&B type songs, they get very droney and long and repetitive when you repeat only the good parts. Mm. But since there's like three guys and their voices are so different, like I, I was really surprised at how different they were, even though I've heard their voices and their rapping before, um, just for them to kind of, you know, collab on this, this song it was still so refreshing and right. so new that even though it kind of have has this backing track that is good, don't don't get me wrong, is good, but is a little bit hip hoppy and repetitive, the voices make it so so fresh and so like constantly changing but still the same song. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I've heard some of Scoop stuff, you know, before and I know he's a big part of 17's music, but like him just going at it, like, I can totally see him as, you know, hip-hop Chingu on his own. Like, I truly believe that. And, you know, this might sound blasphemous, but, like, even other groups with rappers in them, I've heard their, we've heard their solo stuff, and I've never, like, a lot of times they feel kind of dated, like, not to point out names, but, like, we've heard some of, like, Rap Monster stuff, and it sounds kind of dated. We fucking just heard Jackson, okay? Yeah. And that Jackson song was Dated. It was, it was fucking hot garbage. I'm sorry. Okay, it was okay. it was terrible. It was terrible. It was fucking terrible. Um, but so like I mean, there are other people that I can mention, right? But like I feel like, and I know that's not a solo song for him, but the feeling I got from him during this song, I was like, dude, you could fucking ch chill with the R&B chingus of today, right? You don't feel like an idol rapper, rapper, or even an underground idol rapper, right? Yeah. You feel like, or it sounds to me like you're you're a I don't want to say hip hop artist, but you're a Korean hip hop yeah. artist. And also to kind of like pat him on the back also, a lot of times where you take a featuring rapper and put him into a song, like a popular song, they have to change the song for that rapper so they can rap to that song. But this song, all three members, they, they put their own stank on the song. They don't change the song for each member, but the member changes for the song. Right, it, it sounds like a cohesive song with three different voices. And I think this is a good, this is such a great example of what you can do when you don't have fucking a million members, right? Because when you have a million members, whether it's a boy group or a girl group, you need to make time in your song to give these other members a part when they may not even be that good. And then that drags down the song. Um, but when you got three talented people Arguably the best in each category because they are the leaders, but we know I mean, how Korean is kind of fucked up picking the leaders. Right. But, I mean, still, you got three very talented people. Maybe they're not the best, but they're still very talented. Yeah. Like, you don't have any filler bullshit. Like, this is the type of song you can make. Kind of um, like the Avengers, almost. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, I honestly think part of the reason K-pop has, has been not as exciting is that 
this is just a small part in a, in a lot of fucked up parts, but as groups get more and more members, it's becoming harder and harder for producers to produce a cohesive track bridging all these kind of talent ups and downs. You know what I mean? Which actually is a good theory about why versus a few years ago, like compared to now, there's a lot more Frankenstein songs, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, like the other thing that I really like is, I mean, the music video is, it's simple. It's got really good kind of visual sense, but... Um, Very, dare I say, minimalistic. There's like simple props, like right. very stark contrast of colors and just three I mean, dudes. <laughs> right. And a lot of music videos are doing this now, but a lot of music videos are still doing the trash, cut every five, every half second, gross filter, you know, face shots, right? Like, so while this music video doesn't stand out or do anything different, it's still on the the preferred side of things rather than the kind of generic boy groups. Yeah. And also it, it could have gone very astray because there's a lot of um, a lot of angles, the camera angles where the camera is like tilted on the axis or something. And I can kind of envision the shaky kind of like trying to make their moves really poppy kind of version of that. But they kept it very clean. And if they were gonna like tilt the camera angle, they kept it at that camera angle. So it was just kind of like a, a very framed shot. And right. it was just clean and simple. Right. I mean, it does simple. help when you don't have to dance, right? When you don't have to add in a dance section, right? Mm -hmm. But um, speaking of dancing, uh, the next song that I picked uh, uh, that I picked is it makes me it makes me happy. It makes me happy to see this girl doing fucking work. And it makes me happy to see this girl doing weird things. <laughs> I love those weird things, right? Yeah. Uh, Longtime listeners uh, uh, may know that I named two of my cats after Wonder Girl members, one of them being Sunmi. So again, you know how much I love me some Sunmi, but Sunmi's got a new song that I'm probably gonna mispronounce, but it is Gashina. Which we did not know ahead of time, okay? We looked it up for this song. Right, I mean, we do that for all, or not all, all right. the songs, but most of the songs. Um, this song was produced by Teddy, Joe Ree, and 24. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Sunmi and Teddy. Teddy from YG. Teddy, Teddy? from Y motherfucking G. And yeah, uh, yeah after Sunmi left JYP, I mean she's not part of the of this label, but for some reason she's working with them. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, but Teddy, Jory, Twenty Four, they're part of the Black Label, which is a subsidiary of YG. Um, and before we looked this up, we were for we were certain we were like, yo, there's some. Weird YG-ness to this song. There's some YG stank in here. Right? There's just a lot of these, like, finger guns and a lot of this, like, there's, like, this winner DNA in, in some of them. This, yeah. like, GD DNA in some of them. We're like, it's kind of weird that Sunmi is doing this. And then we found out, oh, it makes sense, right? It's Teddy is, motherfucking Teddy. is part of it. Yeah, Teddy and obviously YG had a hand in it. So, yeah, yeah after we found that out, we were kind of patting ourselves on the back for noticing that. Yeah. But this uh, Sunmi is very different than say Full Moon Sunmi. Full Moon Sunmi was trying, I think, to prove that she's sexy and like, you know, sultry and, you know, seductive or whatever, kind of like a more darker image. And this one is just straight, I don't know how you would describe it, just Sunmi being quirky. It's like quirky sexy though. Yeah, it's a quirky, it's a quirky, I think it's a sexy that's not too forced. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I mean, because she was trying really hard in Full Moon to be like, I'm sexy, guys. Like, I'm serial. You know, like, yeah, yeah. I'm serious, guys. Yeah, and um, maybe it's because she left JYP that she's kind of, like, more goofball-y, but she's still hot. Right. And, and you know, if you watch anything by Sunmi, uh, or any variety shows, or any off-the-camera you know camera stuff, like, she is a weird, bubbly, quirky motherfucker, right? And I think this music video really matches her personality very well. But I mean, not only that, it's like, I was not expecting Summy to fucking drop a stank ass beat, okay? I was not ready for this. And it's so crazy that, like we also, you know, listen to a Hyona video and it's like, it's such a weird world where Summy out Hyona's Hyona. Yeah, and that Hyona video wasn't, it was Hyona, but not super Hyona. But this song, it, it definitely right. it wasn't has. roll deep, Fiona. But like, it, this song has is just, it's got that YG stank on it. You know, like yeah, it's got it's got that flavor. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, I mean, that's pretty much it. It's just like I really enjoy the song. I think that I re, I look forward immensely a couple days when I get home and I can play this song in my car because the bass here is just booming, baby. Um, and I love that bass. Um, and I know I've said this before, and I love Sunmi. Again, name my cat after Sunmi. Biased. Her singing is not the best. Still not the best in this song, you know? Yeah, the, I think the real star of, of this song is the backing track. Um, she doesn't necessarily sing very well, but the backing track helps her along with that. It does. I think it helps her voice. I, I do think her voice is much better than in Full Moon. Like, despite us both really loving Full Moon... There are parts in that song where her voice is just not good. A L- little bit like nails on a chalkboard almost in yeah. that Full Moon song. Yeah. Um, but this one, it's it's still noticeable that she's not really singing very well. Mm-hmm. But it's it's more passable yeah. Uh, yeah. With, with kind of the more driving bass and a deeper bass sound. And <laughs> this really sounds like we're shitting out of her. Sunmi is not necessarily the best dancer also. Uh, but yeah. the choreography is simple. Um, you know... It's simple and sexy. Got her in like these very nice poses. Yeah. Uh, with these like kind of finger guns, like G- GD finger guns. Oh, so many GD finger guns. <laughs> um, um, and the choreography is made by a um, 
a member of uh, One Million Dance Studio. Right, she's a choreographer. Yeah, her name's Leah Kim. Uh, Steven and I are huge fans of One Million, and when we saw this, we're like, maybe something's finger gunny. That's all. And then we found out uh, when we were doing the research for the song, we're like, oh yeah, it's made with One Million choreographer. Like, okay, I can totally see the guns from this uh, choreographer, and it's got her style written all over it. If you follow kind of choreographers or even One Million. Like, right. I, I remember reading an article a couple of days ago interviewing Leah Kim and how like she started as a dance teacher. For example, like she would work in YG and JYP and like people like men. She taught men how to, you know, to dance really well and all these pieces. And she decided to switch to instead of being a dance teacher, she switched to being a choreographer because A, it, it was more fulfilling to, to come up with something rather than just teach and practice something. Um, and she's made, I can't remember all the songs, but she's made quite a lot of very iconic um, like dances uh, and K-pop dance choreographies. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Summy is great. Um, she looks amazing. Like, I cannot tell you. But here's, I mean, I'm going to sidetrack myself. Okay. It's just that I love Summy. She rides this bonkers line between, like, childish and drop-dead sexy. Yeah, you you mentioned this before when we first watched the the music video, right? And I, and I kind of didn't really understand at that time, to be honest. Um, but now that we've watched the music video a few a few times, I can kind of get what you mean. She has There's this, some flashes of that in the music video, right? She has this like childish glee and awkwardness and like just weirdness, like her arms just move in weird ways. Like that move, just, like yeah. me. like she just is not, she just does not understand her own body, you know. But then yet at other times, she's, she's just so dang sexy. Anyways, to back to get on track to, for myself. If you want to see, I guess, the choreography done right, you should go to the One Million page. Quote, quote, right. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> from, by from the person the, who made it. I mean, it, yeah, definitely the right from way. the person who made it. Yeah, check out Leah Kim's um, choreo for, for, for this song because it is amazing. Amazing. Very different. You know. It is, yeah. Like once we found out that Leah Kim was the the person who made the choreography, we immediately went and saw the choreography, and it is so good. Right, it's so good. But I mean, Summy too, and and I know she won like number one, like she triple one, or did she, I mean, she's been doing really well, and I'm very happy for Summy. Yeah. Um, I I I love you, girl. <laughs> All right, so. I was like, just I had an image in my mind where like somebody's like listen to our podcast and she's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> too much, too much. Uh, but the next song that I want to talk about, uh, I want to touch your shoulder. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was trying to think uh, of the weirdest thing I could say there. I'm pretty sure there are more weird things than I want to touch your shoulders. You are you're no, there also are, no. innocent, sexy too. There are dirtier things, but I don't know if there's that many weirder things than walking up to a girl. I want to touch your shoulder, Josh. <laughs> Just like, can you play with my nostril for a second? <laughs> I would love it if you played with my nostril. That's dirty. That's Is it not... dirty? Yes, it's your nostril, Josh. I mean, sure. Okay. So this Speaking next... of dirty yeah, nostril. <laughs> dirty nostril. Uh, this next song I want to talk about is a, a little bit similar to 101, but not nearly in magnitude. Um, and I say that because I've heard this song uh, for a while now. But this song is still pretty high in my playlist, and I still enjoy it to a, a good degree now. Maybe not as much as when I first heard it. Um, and this song is by three artists, Sick K, PH1, and Jay Park, and the song is called Iffy. 
song if you if you if you didn't know it's produced by Groovy Room and Groovy Room has been very 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 busy insane like ridiculous comment down Groovy Room comment the motherfuck down you're gonna brace on yourself you're gonna brace on like but the thing about Groovy Room is that he he definitely has a or they definitely have a style Mm -hmm. but the songs that I've heard Groovy Room put out in the last couple months they've all been relatively different um and this, I'm not gonna say. I don't want to say different, dude. It's still got a good. I I, I would I would disagree. It it's still I can still tell it's a groovy room song, but I think he's doing a lot of different things. No, it's not like a it's not like a gray beat or like a primary beat where it's so so blatantly obvious. I don't know. Maybe I don't I'm, know. Maybe I, I'm I disagree. This. I think it's even without the groovy room tag, I can 100% tell it's groovy room. Well, Especially we, when he's working with Sick K. Okay. Th- I mean, Sick K is almost a definite giveaway. <laughs> You're like, Sick K? Groovy Room on that? Because yeah. those two collab like a motherfucker. It's not true. There are other Sick K songs by Boy, Boy Cold. Boy is... What, what's that tagline for Boy Cold? I'm cold, boy, or something like that. I don't know. Uh, anyways, uh, so this is a Sick K Groovy Room J Park kind of collaboration also with PH1 in it. Uh, PH1 is, I think, this New York-based uh, rapper. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's originally from New York, uh, and he's kind of popping up into the scene. I'm not really sure. We're not really sure where he's from, but I have seen his name uh, kind of popping around recently. And uh, this song, it starts with this kind of wood percussion instrument or this hollow-sounding kind of percussion Marimba instrument. Marimba-y thingamabob. Yeah, I'm not too well-versed in, like, instruments because I never took band or, like, orchestra or anything like that. But, Steven, you you did. I did. I don't I don't know the name of this instrument. Yeah. But it's definitely, like, a very marimba-y sounding thing where it's, like, a hollow block and it's making mm-hmm. this kind of... Tribal's not the word, but it's making a very um, specific sound yeah. that you don't it's, hear. It's very, very it's very wood. It's very hollow. And it's kind of, it kind of almost sounds like a water droplet. You you probably you probably heard the sample, so you know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. But I really love that 
they use that percussion instrument to make the melody for the song. Mm -hmm. And even though it does kind of get, you know, kind of old over time, you kind of just hear it throughout, it's still a very interesting sound that you don't hear very often. And I mean, I think that's what saves the song, is that kind of percussion. And that bloop, 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 bloop kind right. of sound. Like, I, I'll give you that, like, this is probably one of the more different sounding Groovy Room songs. Um, I still don't think it's that different. To, and it's mainly because of this. That <laughs> instrument. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, the reason, we, the reason we wrote it down this way was like, it's a sick Groovy Room J-Park song. It is exactly like you would expect. It's yeah. not that different. Yeah. You know? I mean, true. Yeah, that's very true. Like, if, if you've kind of been following our podcast for the past, a uh, couple months. Anytime you see Sick K in Groovy Room, you, you, yeah, you are right, yeah. Steve. You kind of know what to expect. And Sick K does his Sick K thing. He also sings uh, the hook. And I think Sick K actually, he raps first, and I'm actually very glad he raps first mm -hmm. uh, because I think his part is actually the least interesting out of all three. I actually yeah. like PH1's rap better than his. And, of course, Jay Park is singing, not rapping. And we love seeing Jay Park. I do like him. Yeah. Sadly, it's at the very fucking end. But actually, I like it at the end because like um, Sick K comes in and you're just kind of you're still fresh on that like oh what's that wooden sound you know <laughs> and then by the time you're like okay I've had enough wooden sound then PH one co uh, comes in and he has a pretty good verse mm. and then you're like okay I've had enough wooden sound I've had enough rap mm. and Jay Park's like here I am okay. I'm singing I'm gonna save today we're gonna end on a good you know we're gonna end on a high note you know that's true I, I definitely do think that. Sick K's verse could have been cut in half because it takes a good long time before you get to the chorus of this song. I think like, so, it yeah. It takes a long fucking time. And the chorus is not bad. You know, it's simple, super simple, just iffy, iffy, right? Yeah. But, um, I mean, I, I do think as far as Groovy Room songs go, it is on the better side of boring. You know, like, mm. there are a lot of songs that get very tedious, these Groovy Room songs. Yeah. Um, and I think it's precisely for what you said, right? Which yeah. is like, Oh, sick Oh, but they got the sound though. Oh, PH1. Oh, J Park. You know? PH1. Oh, J Park. Bring it home. Yeah. But I mean, there's been a lot of Groovy Room songs. We might, we might need a, like a top 10, you know, maybe the triple this year is Groovy, is groovy Room. Room. We can't have too many Groovy Room songs. Mm. Um, because I don't think there's any other group that's been consistently banging. Putting out, yeah. This, this year. I mean, I do, I do like a lot of sick K songs this year. But see, that, the thing with that is I do like a lot of Sick K songs, but I don't love many Sick K songs. They, they do fall victim to that very kind of R&B chingu right. conundrum where you, you hear it and you're just like, yeah. And then it, it fades very quickly. And Sick K, I mean, we were speaking of Groovy Room fucking almost brave sounding and releasing too much music. Sick K is releasing way too much fucking music. Busy motherfucker. Like, but in a bad way. Where it's like, now, now when I see the word, I'm just like, oh my god, like, calm, calm y'all's dick, alright, calm it down. Um, but speaking of people who are not calming down, uh, we have our Patreon supporters. And to be honest, you know, we've been saying for months now that we are taking this break, and we won't be able to provide what little we provide to our Patreon subscribers anyways. And so I kind of expected a lot of people to just drop us, and you know, maybe they'll come back when we come back. But a lot of people have been sticking through during our two-month hiatus, and I, I'm the, I fucking love you guys for that. Yeah, and Stephen and I had this talk off camera that we were just kind of amazed um, at our loyal listeners. 
and yeah. and just how how they've really stuck with us because uh, tangentially there was a podcast that got in trouble mm. and for saying things that are like half is yeah uh, half as offensive as some of the stuff we say. Like we were reading, we were reading some of the things that they said, expecting them to have said like, horrible this things. guy, his mom's a whore. Like we were expecting some bad stuff, yeah. and it was pretty tame. Tame and for us, not tame for, tame for crazy fucking K-pop, K-pop fans. fans, right? And we were just, we just had like aha moment that we were just so thankful for, kind of the the listenership that we've cultivated over the past couple of years, and how people can listen to us and realize that we're not criticizing the people. We're just treating K-pop as as music, or you know? even if we are criticizing the people, that's okay. <laughs> it is okay to not like things and tell you why we don't like. Now, sometimes people can go overboard, right? right. But I feel like um, everything that we say is said for a reason to explain either why we don't like something, what they could do better, or as quote unquote humor, and we exaggerate stuff. Right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we want to thank all you guys for sticking with us. And um, I know I'm very behind on a lot of things, but during this Japan trip, I did release the second Patreon-only podcast. It was another Q&A. Um, so far, we've, we've done two. So if you uh, become a Patreon subscriber for $5 or more each month, you can get access to these Patreon-only podcasts. And they will become, I, pro- I don't want to promise, but I heavily... Suggest to myself <laughs> that it will become a much more routine thing once we both get home. And good God, do I want to go home. Good googly miss moogly. Um, because I want to be reborn as an American. You know, I want to come back home, baby. Speaking of coming home, we're going to talk about the next song that I picked, which uh, features uh, someone we just talked about. Maybe you know him. We have another three kind of hippity-hop chingas. And this song, though, very different than the last song, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, we kind of wish we had this song... Uh, a couple months ago. A couple months ago, right. Yeah, yeah. A little bit late. A little bit show. late. A little late um, to the show. I'm not actually quite sure if this came out in September or August, uh, since we watched them all together. Mm. But uh, this song is by Jay Park, Boy B, and Double K, with their song, Reborn. Now this song is produced by Cha Cha Malone, and this is everything I wanted Yacht to be. 
Yeah, so Yacht um, was a song that Jay Park released uh, not too while ago. He did a video, I think, collabing with Leah Kim from One Million, as we mentioned. I don't know if it was Leah, but it was a bunch she of... Was it was definitely, bunch of she was definitely people. in a music video. Okay. Um, but I remember that song, it fell into the trap of good 10, 15 seconds, or like 10 seconds, repeating it, repeating it, repeating it, and it really, really droned out. Yes. And, I mean, and the video was shot horribly, and like... How can you make the one million choreographers look like they weren't very good? That, that watch was, that video, yeah. watch that performance. Video. Like everything about that song and the music video was, it felt half-assed. Sure, like wasn't complete. Um, this is a more complete version of yeah. Maybe not necessarily in the choreography and the music video, but definitely in the song. Right, but not in the way it doesn't sound like yeah. That's no, not no, what no, we no, mean. No. We just mean that um, we kind of have loved Jay Park. I mean, we've loved Jay Park for his fun summer just bangers like, bangers right and and i think this is that banger for this year yeah it follows a, a certain genre of jay park where it's very light-hearted mm -hmm. he's not trying too hard to 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 impress you or mm -hmm. to prove that he's like hard or he's not talking about sex trips going aquaman you know sex trips he's not, he's not trying to seduce you he's not trying to talk about anything dirty no. he's just talking about having fun yeah you know Summertime. Very lighthearted, light summertime, uh, wearing big-ass shirts for no reason. You know? <laughs> yeah, and uh, Jay Park uh, immediately starts with his singing, and once you hear his, him really kind of singing, it really sets you into this mood for the song. Yes, and although it is a Jay Park Boy B Double K song, in my brain, it's a Jay Park song with a little Boy B Double K. <laughs> yeah, uh, so the, we were watching the music video, we were actually very confused because... Uh, it was like, I can't remember what the tag was, like or something. And show me the money. And, show me the money. and so we were really confused about where the song comes from, who these people were, and we had to do some research, obviously. And yeah, these rappers, they don't kind of stand out, but they also don't hold the whole song back in my mind. Right, like we've liked Double K stuff in the past. I mean, Boy B comes from that rhythm power group that individually they every season's got like a fucking rhythm power member right just like some old head like you know yeah. and you you when you kind of like think about it like double k boy boy be from rhythm power and j park like how are they yeah. gonna coexist on a song uh they're gonna coexist because this is a j park song yeah but i mean th that is to say both boy b and double k do their thing it doesn't screw up the song which again it's may sound plus. like nothing but that's a huge plus for us um, but it is, we do love this song because of Jay Park, and he's 70% of the song, right? Yeah, and also it's a, it's a nice Cha Cha Malone beat. It is, it is. Um, so, uh, you know, I know some of our listeners really like Yacht and have been banging Yacht for months. Um, this is the banger, guys. Yeah, if, 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 you, if you thought uh, Jay Park's Yacht, that's the summer banger by Jay Park, no, nope. this is the summer banger by Jay Park. He's reborn. Reborn. As a smaller man in Not a big... <laughs> in a big... <laughs> it, it, he does look tidier. He does. Uh, I think either in Yacht or some recent video, I made some comment about Jay Park looks like he's he's losing like muscle mass. And it doesn't help that he's wearing his dad's clothes yeah. in this music video. You gotta video. watch the video. He's yeah. It's a very old-fashioned choice, but like he's wearing like a triple trip XL when he should wear a... Large man's clothes. Extra small or right. something, you right. know. Right, right. Uh, he looks like a baby. But uh, you know who can sing babies to sleep, Josh? You know, 
J-Park didn't really sing too much baby making in this song, but this next song I want to talk about, that's baby making music from a baby making singer. His name, G Soul. The song is called Now, G-Soul, uh, he sings one of two kinds of songs. Breakup songs, baby making songs. Oh, no, reggae songs. <laughs> oh, reggae yeah, reggae songs, those kind of fall under breakup songs. Breakup uh, reggae songs, I guess. Either I thought, way. I thought you were going to go ballads and reggae. I've confused you know, myself yeah, now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this song, uh, like most G-Soul songs that aren't reggae songs, uh, I think they're very kind of suited for his voice. This song was made for G Soul's voice and G Soul has a very, very specific voice. Mm-hmm. It's a very R&B, heavy, R&B ballad heavy voice. And this is that song. It's very simple in its production, I think. They use a lot of musical, real musical instruments. And whenever you have a song with real musical instruments, it kind of has a more human feel to it. So when I hear R&B ballads with more kind of real instruments it really brings me into a, a more ballad mood yeah and i mean g soul's voice i mean if you've never heard it you you heard it in a little clip but like it really just draws you into this like dreamlike state of mind right like this motherfucker is high you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and you, and you hear this song too and you're just like Drug test this to go. Yeah. Drug, <laughs> Drug test him right yeah. after, yeah. TLP should have been like, but what about G-Soul, guys? <laughs> you were saying shit about me? Yeah. What about G-Soul, yeah. right? And, and, but it's, it is so specific. And, and while this is not necessarily my thing, right? You've liked way more G-Soul stuff than I have. I have. Um, but, but I have really liked, I think the song's called Tequila, and it's with Hoodie in it, that I've been really kind of jamming to recently. But if, if this is the voice for you, and if this is the mood you want to, want to do yeah there's nobody else i think in in korean that that can do it like jisoo yeah i do have to say that you kind of do have to be in a mood to kind of listen to this song um it's very specific it is very pacific as my mom would say um but the funniest thing is that like the whole song is called can't right? right and it hinges on this line that we're pretty sure should be can't get can't enough, enough of, of i can't you. get enough of you uh, but I can only hear, and forever I will only hear, can't get it up for you. He's like, can't, can't get, get it, it up, up for you. you. Like, drug tested Shingo even more. He's either got whiskey dick or he's doing a lot of coke. 
for him not to be able to get it up. Drug tested. Drug tested. Um, but no, I mean, still he's got like one in a billion voice, you know. Mm-hmm. Love his voice. Don't always love the songs because I'm not always in the mood for them. But right. uh, All right, now it's time to move on to the section of a podcast where some, some kind of randos can might show up. You yeah, know? we've we've talked, I think, mostly about songs that Stephen and I both enjoy to a real good degree because they're good songs from point A to point B. These songs, uh, they're interesting. <laughs> right, they're good songs. Good songs. They might have a few flaws in them, but some of them are pretty spicy. And uh, the one I want to talk about, I think it's pretty spicy because I had no idea who they were. You had no idea who they were. Uh, they both are from not Korea. They are Koreans, though, I, I think. Yeah. Um, and this is by a duo called Nick and Sammy with their song Belong to Me. Which one's which? But one of them is from Austin, Texas. I, I want to guess Nick is the guitar player and Sammy is the piano player. Maybe. <laughs> I have no idea. And so Nick would be our guest from... Aust- this is not our guest. This is all your guests. <laughs> my guess. Okay? My guess. Don't love me. My guess from Australia and I'm guessing Sammy is from Austin, Texas. Right. Because Sammy does rap in the song and when... We're rapping, it didn't sound like he had an Australian accent, which, by the way, I didn't read it yet, but yes, he's the other Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Adelaide. And Nick sings, or, or whoever the singer is, <laughs> yeah. sings, and you can kind of hide accents when you're singing. But um, anyways, it's kind of interesting. They have a YouTube channel, Nick and Sammy. I think they do some covers on some other channels as well. And I think the interesting part is that they're somewhere in between, like, a real band and... A K-pop band, an idol band. Yeah, they're very kind of in the middle of the road. Like, their background is very interesting because they're both not born in Korea. One's born in Australia, like you said. One's born in Texas. Um, But they are probably Korean because they speak Korean as well. And so they're kind of in this middle, not born and raised in Korea necessarily. Also, maybe not totally like Australian or whatever. But it definitely shows up in their music style. Right. Right. Um, and, and I mean, very much, I think, like, similarly to Royal Pirates, like, it's not J-Rocky, and it's not super, like, K-poppy, right? Like, Because it is poppy. Don't, don't get us poppy. wrong. Yeah, it's very it's poppy. It's not K-poppy. I don't, it's yeah. not like a CM Blue song. It's not like an yeah. FT Island song. It is still poppy, but um, not like those kind of things, you know? Yeah. 
Um, it's kind of like pop synth rock. I mean, it's not groundbreaking. It's not new or anything. Yeah. But you just we don't, don't get a lot it. of these you in, still see in it Korean a lot. Very, very much. And, you know, there's only two players. So, of course, there's a lot of filler stuff. So it's not a real band. Like, we say this all the time. I love bands like maybe Day 6 where I can hear the instrument in the song. Yeah, right? that specific layer like of drummer. Yeah. Know. Or like when I'm watching the music video, I'm like, the drummer definitely knows how to drum and, and I can hear the drummer. I can hear the guitar. Uh, this song doesn't have that exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, at some points, it does look like he's just fake guitaring and the other guy's kind of fake. But not. I feel like they can play the instruments. I'm sure they can, but the video doesn't do them any favors. Right. And I think they're, they probably arranged like four different parts, right? And they can only play some of it, so it doesn't like super look like they're playing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, in the end, I there's just something I like about this, right? Yeah, that's why there's I something. There's like something that's that's like a, maybe a Western pop influence that's inside here. That's yeah. really the mixing of just everything is what's really drawing us to this song. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not like a super banger song or like amazingly catchy, but this song it, there's just something about it. Yeah, and, and again, we I mean, when you think of a band and then there's a rapper, that would normally be like, huh? That can't be a good sign. And surprisingly, it works, I think. It works decently well. Um, both their voices are pretty different, but yet the st- both styles are conformed to this song and it, and it works well. Um, it's just a good fucking set, man. It's just a good set. Yeah, like, it, I think some people kind of criticize us for only talking about like big name releases, but we do talk about a lot of indie releases as well, and this is as indie Wait. as it gets. Who, who who says that about us? I mean, some reviews, right? People say we don't talk about some no, indie stuff. They say stuff. things. They have never said that. They said we don't talk about girl group or boy groups. Okay, I I distinctly remember one. I'm referencing maybe one review in particular. Oh, so, <laughs> really? I mean, I think we, if anything, we talk about way too many indie indie songs. Indie songs. Well, this is even indier than what we talk about normally, maybe. Right. But the next one, pretty well known name. Indie, yeah. Pretty well known name from a well, definitely well known company. Uh, this is actually one of many songs that's kind of been released by this artist. Uh, that's Henry, and his song is called "That One." Whoa, 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 whoa. Looking for that one whoa, whoa. No more talking Don't mean nothing All I want is you Shared my love Got back nothing I just want what's true Baby, can you show me something? I just want some real loving. Don't you go playing with my heart, baby. Because this ain't a game, I'm just saying. I'm just looking for that one. You know I'm searching for you. Yeah. I'm just looking for that one. When I find you, I'll adore you. Henry being from SM, Super Junior M. Junior. He's not he's not really a part of it anymore. He's a solo artist. But Henry has been a very busy boy. He's been a very busy boy. Very, very 
thirsty. Very thirsty boy. He's always singing about wanting girlfriends, finding girlfriends, finding love, making babies. Um, and this song is about making babies and finding love. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Uh, the big surprise is actually that it's all in English. We actually don't see this kind of song from SM artists often, if at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, a baby making song is more of like the R&B chingus or like even the JYP style. Yeah. Right. I mean, Henry is, and he's not even that R&B chingu, but he is the R&B, R&B-ist chingu that SM has. He's the SM version of an R&B chingu. Yeah. 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 And so uh, the reason why I like this song is because Henry, he, he's not an amazing singer. Don't get me wrong. But this song, I think you can really feel kind of the emotion in his voice. And he kind of hits some higher notes that kind of not necessarily like shake or quiver. But I can definitely feel like he thirsty. I mean, you know? right? Like I really do. Like, that's the only thing I really connect to with this song is that I really do feel some emotion in this song. Yeah, which is crazy to me because Koreans again, Koreans love ballads, and I hear some of these ballads, and I'm just like, I don't even feel that much emotion from these ballad songs, right? They're all kind of saying in the same way that every Korean ballad singer sings. Um, but I really felt. That thirstiness creeping up, and it's just a little strain in his voice, and I, yeah. I enjoy that. I like yeah. that. Uh, but the the one negative I think about this song is that R and B ballad, uh, baby making ballad, and it kind of goes on a little bit too long. I feel like it needed something to kind of break up Henry's singing because just hearing kind of Henry crooning and and like baby making for like three minutes is a little bit too long. Yeah, I think. There's like verse one, and then verse two is like the same as verse one, and then there's like this breakdown part at the end, which is pretty good, I think. He needed something in the in the verse two, whether it's a, a, another artist, a featuring, a rap, probably not a Henry, hopefully not a Henry rap. But we've been digging Henry. I mean, yeah. uh, I'm good with amazing Mafla. song. I really amazing do enjoy song. that song, yeah. and and it wasn't too long ago that he was complaining he got nothing to do, and now he's fucking doing everything. Yeah, he's a busy boy. He's a busy thirsty boy. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, this song, the best, the, definitely the best part of the song is the chorus. Like Steven said, the verses kind of are there. there. <laughs> There's nothing really to write home about, but the chorus and the bridge are, are definitely the emotion-packed parts. So give, those, uh, give the song a, a listen if you're into that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. And speaking of being into stuff, the next song is 100% what I'm into. Right. Okay, long-time listeners know... That I have a certain affinity, it'll randomly show up sometimes, of a song with a guy and a girl, and it's this kind of generic-ass duet with behind-the-scenes, like, in-the-studio music videos. It's, it's a cookie-cutter, like, exactly. It is? Like, the one that pops into mind is, like, the Sleepy Jian song. Yeah, I don't know if it's Sleepy. Oh, it was it's a Sleepy. sleepy. But, I don't know. It is Jian uh, from... Uh, what group is that? Where is she from again? Kara. Secret. You see? Kara? It's definitely not Kara. I think it's Secret. It's definitely some sort of Disney. Okay, I can tell you right now, it's not Kara. Okay, it's probably, I I mean, not. It's probably Secret. Anyways, um, so this is by a girl, Jisuk, and a boy, Ilhun, with their song, Bay CC. Tinggal 
신은 몇초 이상 날 쳐다봐 독이병 말기 환자의 터무니 없는 망상 계속 이것저것 말붙이국립만 하고 있는걸 잔머리 도는 소리봐 정적이 흐르면 나도 모르게 툭 하고 튀어나올 것 같아 붙들고 있어 Jisook from or used to be from Rainbow.、Mm-hmm. Ilhun from B to motherfucking B. Born to beat. <laughs> so dumb. Born to beat. Born to beat. Born to beat, motherfucker.、Um, but you know what? Maybe kind of apt for this because this is a ballad with a beat. I love me some ballad with the beats. And to be fair though, there are. Bad versions of these songs, and there are good versions of these songs. I don't like all of these types of songs. Yeah. I, I think the weakness of these songs is normally with the girl voice. No, I, because a, a lot of times, it, sometimes like that So You problem where just the whole verse sounds the same. Just forgettable. It's just kind of sing cocky, forgettable, right? But the good ones, like the one with Jian and Insert male chingo here.、Um, <laughs> maybe sleepy.、Yeah. Um, is that like in this one, Jisook, she gets some good rhythmic syncopated parts where it like helps break up the sing talkiness and it gives it a, that little bit of stank and a little bit of interestingness, a little bit of sing, sing alongingness that I like in these kind of ballads with the beat. And I mean, it's, it's not groundbreaking, but it. This is K pop. This is another kind of section of K pop that I've always loved and always reminds me. You, can't, you don't get this in America, right?、Yeah. You don't get this in other genres. This is strictly K pop. Right. And、um, sometimes they'll show up, and I just love these kind of ballads. Yeah. And Jisook has a very high, kind of lighter, airier voice, whereas Ilhun has this very kind of deeper rapper voice. Right. Well, yeah. I, didn't wa- I, I forgot to mention Ilhun's voice because it, you know. Great contrast. It's great contrast. I mean, Ilhun's voice, like, I mean, I primarily, which is bad because he is part of B2B and they're relatively <laughs> famous, but when I think Ilhun, I still think of that song with Gina. I think it's with Gina. Oh.、Mm. And it's like, she's like, she's like super sexy. She's like going like this. Um,、uh, That's all Gina's songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I, I can't remember the name at all. But, For me, it's like, who's Ilhun? Oh, he's from that Gina song. <laughs> and his voice sounds the same here, and I love it. it it's so distinctive.、Mm. I'm like, oh, this, 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 this is Ilhun from that Gina song. <laughs> Not me to me, but that Gina song. Terrible. Is it even Gina? Or is it? It might be. All right, well, we suck. Um, but, anyways, props. I mean, I know, I'm pretty sure Rainbow's gone, right? Rainbow disbanded. so. I think so.、Um, I think re- they disbanded this year. Right. It's nice to see. Keep him busy. Keep him busy. He's keeping busy. Speaking of busy. So, this next song,、um, if, if, if you know anything about Steven and I, Steven and I, we, more Steven than I, actually, we like songs that make us happy. And this next song is a song that when I heard it, it just makes me happy. 
And I'm, it's kind of a pocket pick of mine because I do like a lot of their songs. It's a band or a duo. They're called 10 Centimeters, and this song is called Phone Cert. It's exactly what you think it is. It's a 10 centimeter happy poppy song. And a lot of 10 centimeter kind of songs kind of have a certain sound to them because they're very acoustic y. You know, they're very. He's got a very distinct voice. Very, very distinct voice um, his, because his, his partner doesn't really sing. Uh, yeah, he yeah. kind of provides maybe some harmonization every now and then. It almost falls into this trap uh, a lot of the 10 centimeter poppy songs have is that. They're very kind of almost four chordy, and like they're they're so poppy that it gets really really boring. And this song almost gets there. It is pretty repetitive, but every now and again they'll throw in something in there, like a very like a ascending kind of note or riff that kind of just shakes things up a little bit. And um, the chorus has this very nice kind of stop and go kind of almost syncopation between the guitar strumming and his singing that also shakes things up and i'm not saying this is the best 10 centimeter song in the world i'm not even i'm not saying this is the best pop song that's not what i'm saying this song makes me happy i enjoy it and it's what what you expect it to be right it's a very fine line between a 10 centimeter song sounding like every other 10 centimeter song Mm -hmm. and a 10 centimeter song where you're like Ooh, you know, got a little bit of something there. It's a fine fucking line. Yeah, um, and and this one, you know, it's it's right there. It, it's it right there. there. Yeah, and this music video, strangely enough, it doesn't feature our boys from Ten Centimeters, uh, but it features a whole different band. Four guys. Uh, the main kind of guy who's doing most of the lip sync, lip syncing, he's from FNC's Honey Street, which is a band. Which is a band, group, of course. Yeah, which is a group. FN motherfucking C. Yeah, um, but he does a great job of lip syncing. Like, we were like, "Wait, is that no?" That's definitely not Ten Centimeter, dude. Right. We were confused for a quick minute. Right, but if you didn't know who Ten Centimeter was, I you might think it was four dudes with this good-looking young dude in it, right? Right. Um, do a great job of lip syncing, but the best dude, bass dude, bass dude, he is in the fucking groove. Yeah, the dude who's kind of fake playing the bass. Um, he just. Zone, he's in his own zone, dude. He's, he's like, away. so, so the main singer, he's like looking at the camera, cheesing it up, right? And the, the bassist, the bassist is just looking into like the distance, 
And he's just kind of like, I'm, I'm almost 100% certain that he's actually playing it in a music video. Um, like, just he's probably just playing along like... like he is in his own bubble. He's in his own world. He doesn't even know there's a music video shit. <laughs> like, he's just playing, you know? Like, it's amazing. Um, yeah. and, and the video's kind of fun, funny in a weird way. Like, it's just... These four dudes following this girl who's like glued to her phone, oh. and they're just like in her closet. They're mm-hmm. waiting for shower, a shower. You know, yeah. um, a little strange. And I'm sure it's some commentary about people that. being on their phones too much. And like at the end, she finally notices this. The all these people following her. Maybe because she drops her phone in the toilet. But well, she drops it in the toilet and then like dries it off by blow drying it. Like that everybody knows you gotta put that in a bag of rice. Or I think it was an iPhone Seven, anyways. It yeah. would have been waterproof, so it doesn't matter. Um, but anyways, never heard ten centimeters. Give them this a shot. This is a ten centimeters. Yeah, so. give them a shot. And again, we want to thank the people that give us a shot. All right. And now's the time where we normally read iTunes reviews from you guys because again, if you don't want to give us any money, which is totally fine. The best way, well, really the best way to, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Support us. That's there you the go. Word. The best way to support us is to just download every month or every week, right? Just listen. Yeah, just listen. Or uh, tell your friends, if yeah. you have friends. Yeah. Just tell random people on the internet, you yeah. know? Um, but the next best thing. The next best thing is you can leave us an iTunes review. And now we got two ratings. Hey. But we didn't get any actual reviews, so we can't That's read okay. any. That's um, okay. But we want to, of course, say, tell you guys, if you're a long-time listener, we... I, Pretty much every couple months, we'll get one dude who's like, I've been a listener for fucking four years, um, never wrote a thing. Don't be afraid, guys. Yeah, we read uh, every review. If you don't want your review read, you can also say that too. Yeah. But if you left it, say, on a different country's store, please tell us because we don't check other countries' store regularly. We only check America. America. But we want to thank all the people. I mean, 156 ratings. That's a lot. It's a lot. I want it to be more. We always want it to be more. Because, again, we want to destroy... Destroy. ...all the other podcasts. Sometimes they destroy themselves. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's me. I, see, I didn't even want to bring that up. You I was like, it, just, it, just ta- it just so easily tangented itself in there. Yeah. Rest in peace, guys. Rest in pepperonis. Um, but let's move on to our favorite section. The section that gets us into trouble. The 2017... Promoted section. Big names. No games. Where we talk about songs that we just didn't really like. Normally we wouldn't even talk about them because we want our podcast to remain relatively positive. But a lot of times people ask, what do you think about this song? What do you think about this song? What do you think about this song? And like we said earlier, there's nothing wrong with some constructive criticism, guys. And So let's get constructive. Let's get <laughs> constructive. Um, so there were actually a lot of big name songs. We're not going to talk about all of them. We're going to talk about some of the newer ones and one that makes us irrationally angry. Yeah. Like when we hear it from the get-go, it makes our skin crawl almost. Right. So for example, we talked about 101 and we said that was the one song from the, the old episode 121 that will never be because the songs were too terrible. That was the, the, the bright spot of that episode. Yes. The shit spot of that episode spot. that we must talk about is by a new group. Uh, well, I guess they're not that new anymore, but they are new. Ish. Uh, ish. They got a weird fucking name. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it is Wikimiki. Wikipedia Wikipedia. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, the song is called I Don't Like Your Girlfriend. I don't like your song. Oh, <laughs> um, oh boy. Now, here's the thing. Okay? Oh, God. Again, long-time listeners, you guys know this, but maybe new people don't. He loved Hayao Ai. Okay? Yeah, one of our biggest regrets uh, that we talked about was IOI breaking up and not yeah. being able to see them yeah. before uh, they broke up. Um, and we love IOI. We've been following every Splinter group. You know what I mean? And Chung and we, on her solos as well. Sure, yes. And mm. we've been... Looking forward to what Yu Jung and um, Doyon would be doing because mm-hmm. I love that. They, mm-hmm. they good. They good, right? And they've been doing like duo stuff and like I, they have like a cover of No No No, like acoustic cover with um, that beatboxer, uh, Korean really FX, Korean yeah, FX yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that. I'm just like, God, these girls got everything. Like, like Yu Jung can fucking rap, you know, yeah, she can snout it. Yeah. I mean, they're both gorgeous. Triple threat, triple, triple, threat. triple, threat, triple threat. And uh, the, the, the name of the group came out. We're like, well, all names are stupid. Okay, whatever. Yeah, we actually, they didn't they have like a, a name? I like I teen girls. I teen girls. We were like, well, that's a dumb. That's name. a dumb name. And then the real name came out. We're like, bring back I teen girls, it. please. Please bring back I teen girls. Yeah. Bated breath, anticipation. Very excited. Right. This is the last two people, right? We've been waiting for all, like a year, you know, whatever right, right. for. And oh my fucking God, no <laughs> thanks. Okay? Now why? Uh, there's a lot of things wrong with this song. An insane um, amount of things. Uh, the first thing that I think for me is the, the biggest kind of minus point or negative point is that the melody is either absent or just so terrible. Um, for a pop song to have any sort of life, you have to have a very melodic through line. And this song, it's just, they're like, no. <laughs> they're just like, no. no we'll show you. We don't need a melodic through line to have a popular song. Well, you played yourself, Wiki Mickey. Wiki Mickey? Yeah. Um, so here's the thing, right? Like, I mean, I'll say it in a different word, which mm-hmm. is like, this song is the quintessential Here's an example of a Frankenstein song, and it has all the pitfalls of a Frankenstein song, right? But the thing is, is like, for example, Pristine's Wee Woo, mm-hmm. also Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. But, but to your point, that song, at least some of the Frankenstein, ha- has a really, really good melodic through line. 
No, like a dun 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 dun. dun. That's like that's the melodic through line that you. Sure, do. or yeah. I mean, and, and the chorus is fucking amazing, mm-hmm. right? So like, when you have parts that you can latch onto, you can kind of forgive. I'm a superhero, right? You can forgive yeah. that stuff, right? But this song, it has like nine thousand parts, right? And none of them are good. Yeah, I. Some of them are tolerable. Yes. <laughs> So, I'm I'm going into a, a very strange analogy. Bear with me. It's like they threw me into this tank, right, filled with water and piranhas and whatever alligators, and I'm trying to claw my way out. But everything is so smooth. There's nothing for me to hold onto in this song, and I'm just panicking and panicking and hoping that there's something good in this song when I'm listening to it. And there's nothing in this goddamn song that I can hang my fucking hat on. Or grab before I drown or get eaten by goddamn piranhas. Sorry. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I really don't like this song. It's, it's, it's like, I mean, I know some people like this song. I think we have some Slack chingers that, that have said it's very grown on them a lot. Like, give it a chance, listen to them more. And, and I will say, though, that once you expect the Frankenstein in this, like the third time I listen to it and the fourth time I listen to it, it is less bad. It's not, like, it's not good. Yeah. Um, it. I just don't understand how a producer or anybody in any company can listen to this song and be like, banger, stamp of approval, banger. The very first song, <laughs> banger. Like I, it boggles my fucking mind. It, it and, and like the Frankenstein parts are long. Some of them last for quite a while. It's not just like a random like oh, we need a rap part, so let's put in this rap part. It's right. just like, there is no reason for you to cut from, like, oh, it might go in a hip, like a more bass-driven hip-hop direction to cutesy-cutesy pop section to mm-hmm. island sound, but instead of, but not just island sound, it's like, I hit every island button and it's so noisy and so It's so random. Yeah. And, and the, the sound is like, oh, it's like, it's like it's it's almost it's anti-melodic nice. yeah it's almost anti-melodic it's just such a sad thing and, and and another sad thing is like we praised pristine and i still think pristine does a great job is that of course the ioi members are more popular or at least the ones on produce mm-hmm. but they tried they didn't do it perfectly but they tried to give everybody a chance they tried right. to incorporate more of the other lesser-known members. Yeah, they gave everybody their own, you know, shot. And and we're not going to talk about the the new Pristine song, which is not a great song. It's got its own problems. Yeah, but, but we didn't hate it as much. We didn't hate it as much, but I mean, it has an amazing full uh, long take where again they give every girl three or four seconds to to look at the camera, see themselves. This is not like eighty-five percent Yujung and and Doya. And, and I love them, and they're amazing. Yeah, but don't like, get us wrong. We really like them. We've we've told you we like them, but yeah. it's kind of unfair to put them in a group and have it be like you know four minute and Hyuna, you know. Yeah, like to be Cheyun and other girls. You know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah. like we then we criticize Daya for that all, all, all the time. You know, like we um, we get it. These these two are your your biggest yeah. draws, right. right? But you you got to think long term, right? right? Like these two members already have so much popularity that you can kind of use them sparingly. And if you kind of introduce other members, then maybe your popularity will grow. Right. But Korean companies, they don't really think that way. 
We all they know don't. they don't think that way. Um, more often than not, you'll see them just ride like this. Who's popular? Yeah, right? until until like the plane fucking explodes and you know in a ditch, or the plane suddenly would get them a million dollars, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah four minutes, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, so I mean, that's a big shame. I mean, we 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 say this out of disappointment. We don't say yeah. this out of hate. We say this because we wanted to love this so much, just like we want to love. I mean, not even just IOI stuff. We want to love everything. Yeah, you the know? the things that you're the most disappointed about are the things that you have the most expectations for. Yeah, yeah. Um, and speaking of expectations, the next group is a group that at one time we expected a lot from. Yeah. But over the past couple of years, we expect almost nothing. And yet they still let this us down. Because they don't make great songs anymore. And uh, the group is XL. The song is called Power. Now, this song is produced by LDN Noise, who previously did one of our favorite EXO songs. Sarcasm. Heavy sarcasm. Heavy, heavy sarcasm. Lotto. Lotto. Yes. Oh, boy. God, some of my students love Lotto, and I just, everything in my brain is just like, ah, hurts. <laughs> um, this song is one of the first songs in a really long time that one I when I started listening to it, I I very visibly and very kind of like intensely got goosebumps because it was so cringy and corny. Right. Like, and again, I mean, we're not the target demographic, but I, I still think um, if you look at the path that EXO has taken, this concept is just out of nowhere. It's regressive, right? And um, it's corny. <laughs> Yeah. And bad. Yeah, it, and it's it's a special type of corny. Because Steven and I, we've been in the K-pop game for a pretty long while now. We've seen a lot of things that are very K-pop-y. Yeah. You know, it kind of in a negative way. Like, And recently, uh, there's kind of a very, very, very poppy, bright kind of young group, NCT Dream from SM, same with EXO. Um, but this was even worse than that. Right, there's a difference between cringy bubblegum pop yes. and like... Uh, What's the word? Like a like a play that you're like. Uh, this is like reading my MySpace from junior high, cringy. Okay, your Zanga from. Uh, yeah, like uh, you know, Asian diary, guy, uh, Asian guy, eighty eight XD XD. Asian guy. <laughs> I don't know what. My no, like Lee Power or you know. Yeah, just like Asian Pride twenty two. You know. Imagine like you've used the email address for so long, 
right? It's incorporated everything, right? And you're like, Bayblader, you know, 69, 69, 420, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah. this is a whole song of that email address. So to be clear, I, I, I don't know if Josh agrees with this, but like, I actually think that the song needs to be divorced from the music video. I think everything we're talking about mainly is the music video's problem. Right. Like, I, I actually think if we heard the song in a vacuum, I don't think we would have loved it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even think we would have thought EXO. Yeah. But I think the cringiness is mainly due to the music video. Yeah, the concept and the music video. Right, which is important because that's, that's what, you, what we do. That's what you lock into first yeah. because K-pop and I think almost everything is is visual, very visual. Right, right. right. And, and it's just like the, the music video, you know, we talked about this a couple of episodes ago, which is like, I love K-pop, you love K-pop, not a lot of our friends like K-pop, right? Right. And I would, I always wished, and, and I think K-pop has been getting better with this throughout the years, which is I can share more of these videos with my friends and not feel ashamed, embarrassed yeah. and ashamed by yeah. how that I like this weird thing. it is. Yeah, right? I like or this how, thing, and they're like, oh, why would you like this? Right, right. right. Um, and... This is EXO themselves were a big part of that, right? Like with, mm, with their with growl, with growl and, and, and whatever, stuff, that, right? Yeah. And this is like a thousand steps backwards. Yeah. Right. A this thousand is like, percent regression. This is like when when non-K-pop people think of a K-pop boy group, they think of shit like this. And in the past we'd be like, no, 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 no. They're better now. Have you seen Seventeen doing things? Have you seen PTS doing things? Right. But then, have you seen EXO doing things? And now it's fucking round the clock, and EXO's been just cringe McCringe for for a while now. But also, what's extra bad is like, where did this come from? Right, right. In, like in the path of their right. Life. So, the, so the last song was Coco Pop, and that song was in its own right cringy uh, for yes. different reasons. But that kind of concept and that feel totally different from this feel. This is more of kind of like a, dare I say, a more playful, like, you know, they're trying to be youthful or... I, I don't know what it I is. I don't know what they're trying to... They're, the, the direction they're going with this concept and, and music video uh, is very different than, say, Coco Pop, Lotto... Um, or any of the other stuff. But but for me, it's like there's a path there that kind of makes sense. Even though I didn't like Lotto, it's like, oh, they're getting darker and they're getting more mature, right? right. Or even Coco Pop in its weird way is... A little bit dark. A little bit more mature. more mature in the, you know, like we're reggae now. Like we're sexier now, Yeah, right? maybe we're trying different things, right? Right, I'm going to wear sailor outfits, but you can see my chest and yeah. I'm... And I'm Waving, you know, I'm yeah, doing yeah. body waves. Right? Yeah, They're, they they started dibble dabbling in more mature things, and then they come to this concept, which I think is 100% childish. But it's not even childish in the K-pop childish, where they're all like, just five dudes and they're like, hugging each like other, like NCT Dream, or like yeah. you know, like very, it's like, like boyfriend, or like you know, it's like childish in the way that's like Mountain Dew and like you know. Yeah, I, I it's guess. hard. To, it, it's I don't like know how to it's like preteen it. immaturity, right? Not yeah, maybe not childish. Maybe child, maybe childish is not the right, right word because when you think childish, maybe it's you like think like puberty, cringy. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Like someone thought this was going to be cool, and they put in a lot of work <laughs> trying to make a it a lot cool. of thought, 
Um, and here's the thing. We've mentioned this repeatedly in the last couple of EXO videos, which is um, EXO, since their inception, they, I would say EXO changed the game with expecting more and expecting better dancing from your K-pop groups, right? I'll have to agree. I still remember years, 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 years ago, we were just getting hints of EXO and they were showing these dudes fucking in these dance videos like leagues better than anything previous, right? That was um, what they were known for. Right. The pushing point. And, you know, of course, we say it all the time, but, you know, the the, the growl peak of dance, right? Mm -hmm. um, and every release sense, it's like less and less interested in their abilities and more and more interested in, hey, these guys are cute, right? They're cute guys. Yeah. Oh, they're so cute. Which is... Their appearance or the concept. Right. Which is, a, it's not an EXO only thing. I mean, this happens with every group. We always say the more popular that they get, the less people give a shit about the quality of the song because people are going to buy that shit anyways. And in turn, the less hard they try. Right. And 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 in this video, no, I don't think there's any dancing. It was just shitty storyline. Yeah. You know? Oh, God, um, it's so bad. I'm just thinking I it out like again. They spent quite a bit of money on the space effects and the monster and the thing, and it's like... And the props and... Like, I honestly think there's a really cool way they could have shot this. They could have actually made it seem like a play, like a like a high school play, right? Mm -hmm. And they could have made it look corny on purpose and feel corny on purpose in a way that was, like, interesting. Yeah. But they just didn't even bother with the interesting and they just went straight for yeah. the easiest, most lame way to do it. Yeah, I could see, like, almost like a... A sarcast like you said, like a sarcastic kind of yeah. production of this music video, where they know that it's like they're Cringy, making a joke. Stupid. They're making a yeah. joke of them. They like they're making a joke on themselves. Like, hey, we're so quote unquote woke, or we're so aware that K-pop and this machine and whatever that we're like kind of making fun of ourselves, and that raises them to a, a level level of more maturity, more coolness, I think. But they went with this this very head scratching concept. Right. Like the song itself, maybe like it, the concept and the music video were so bad. Honestly, I can't even really remember what the song sounds like anymore. It wasn't very good for sure, but I can't remember it exactly at all. what it sounded like. Yeah. You know? And for all intents and purposes, it could sound like Coco Pop or like any of the other kind of. I mean, it, it didn't sound like Coco Pop. <laughs> uh, I mean, it could still sound like uh, a reasonable progression in the oh. music, but oh, we, no. wouldn't, we wouldn't even know. With, with this concept. I mean, I, I, I remember in general, I mean, we wrote it down, which is like this song sounded like a uh, kind of generic EDM station song. Mm -hmm. Like it, this is not their main single. I think it's the main single for a repackaged album or, or something like that. Right. Deluxe album, I'm not really entirely sure. Because SM does all the crazy stuff. Right. And and you know, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure this album, The Ward, fucking broke a million records. I remember hearing that, right? right. And it's like... Like, it really just sounded like a throwaway song that they just... I mean, a lot of EXO songs recently have just sounded Some like throwaway. a throwaway song. That, but EXO sang it, so it's going to sell a billion. And, and this song probably did sell a billion. This is a very stark example of, like, cruise control. Right. And it's, and it's something that Steven and I have talked about a lot. And EXO have been the main perpetrators of that, I think, in the last couple of years. Uh, because they know that they reach the top of the game and they don't have to climb any further, so they're so they can kind of like yeah. quote unquote relax. You just coast, you know. Yeah. 
And it's, it's a shame because you to go from record setters to, and trend setters to like this, I don't know what this just is. Just this after image this, of, I don't know you what know what I mean? Is. It's just... It's just, it's a shame. Yeah. It's a goddamn shame because these guys were... Not even part, that long ago, man. They, yeah. It wasn't even that long they, ago. They were part of a new generation of K-pop artists that Steven and I could kind of get excited for. Like they're doing something somewhat new, right? They're they're upping the bar, or they're you know. I mean, it's weird to say, but like I I remember the early part of EXO, like Mama, and there was another song before Growl, but like they started really cringy. They started yeah, they started really fuck, they started really weird. Yeah, and then they realized what worked. Yeah, and and then they went back to weird. Yeah, I just it's weird. Um, but speaking of coasting. Or well, maybe oh, not boy. coasting, but at least doing the same. Trying to doing the same. Um, the next big name no game song is by again a group that we f- fucking loved at it for a time. Yeah. Every song that they released banger. was a fucking banger. Well, like XO recently, not so much. This song is by uh, G Friend with their new song Summer Rain. The song was produced again by Iggy and Yungbei. Same guys who do all the songs. Yes. And I mean, we were very, very, very disappointed with Love Whisper. Um, again, that came after Fingertip where they tried something new. And then yeah. Love Whisper was like, oh, wait, guys. Let's try and go Let's try to go back again. some of that. Yeah. Um, and, I, and we said that I feel like they, they lost the magic of those songs. Like they, they know the bullet points. Right? They know the guitarist. They know we got to dance here. They know what we have to look like, but they lost the heart to that type of music. Um, and I think Summer Rain is them losing even more interest. Yeah. Even more heart. It, this song, so the thing about Fingertip was that Steven and I were very disappointed. We really didn't like that song, but we still kind of had to take off our, tip our caps to them because they were trying something new while still being G-Friend. And uh, Love Whisper was what it was. And this song, I didn't think it was possible. I didn't think it was possible to be so G-Friend, yet so not G-Friend. Like, yes. It sounds like 
a robot, like an AI machine, analyzed the, the first four G friends. Like some songs. algorithm for yeah. what G friends sounds like. But without any heart, came up with this song. Yeah. So one, they replaced like guitar riffs with like these sad piano kind of classical sounds. Not a good call. <laughs> yeah, that was like the best part of the yeah, even not Love a good Whisper, call. even still fingertip. Have that, yeah. They still have that uh, kind of rock uh, guitar riff where they right. can dance to, and like right. this song doesn't have How that. Was, yeah, if if someone asked me like, oh, what do you think really defines G Friends' sound? Like, I would say, oh yeah, they have this kind of almost rock element to their K-pop, right? And that comes from the guitar, and they took it out. Took it out. And, ooh, so that's already bad. So the the thing is, is like. Uh, we were talking about a lot of Frankenstein-y songs mm. and how they didn't have a melody line through them, right? Right. And this song is not frankenstein -y. It is A to B, Summer Rain. The problem is, is it still somehow lacks a melodic through line. That's for sure. This is the, It's the same sure. thing we pretty much said about Love Whisper, which is yeah. like, when we think about like Ruff and Naviera yeah. and Anal Bead, like... I mean, AOB, not so much. It's glass been a long time. Since <laughs> yeah, Glassby, sorry. Uh, long time listeners, if you're new, you know, it's been a long time since I heard Glassby. But, like, they have these melodic um, backing tracks that just are iconic, dude. Like, you're yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, and see, here's, here's the problem. Right now, I'm trying to recall what Summer Rain sounds like, and I'm getting it mixed up with Love Whisper. I can't remember either of them. Josh. That's how bad. Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's what this is in a nutshell. Right, and and the thing is, like, the girls are singing. They're singing notes, and there's notes everywhere, but it doesn't feel like a melody. You, you, there's never a place where you catch on to it, which again was G Friend's strong point in their first couple of songs. You mm -hmm. know, like it was like, oh man, they, it's fast, right? Like their dancing is is knife like, right? It's like a cutesy song with a little bit of guitar to, to pump up the beat, right? It had personality. Yeah. And this song lost all of that. Mm -hmm. and, and what's crazy is like, it's called Summer Rain, and the music video tries very, very hard to make it seem like this is a sad ballad. And with the piano. With the piano, and they're staring off into the rain, and they're looking sad. But the song is actually not that sad sounding. Like it's still relatively upbeat, it, um, and which is extra weird that they kind of rely on this on this piano sound instead of the guitar sound, mm. uh, because it can't be a slow song. If it was a slow song, they couldn't do the dance. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just so it's like they can't they can't make up their mind. Right. Yeah. So they the music video seems like they're trying real hard to be a sad song, but sad song doesn't work with G Friends type of dancing. And good God, are they recycling like a motherfucker? When it comes to their choreography, yeah, nothing. Um, we see nothing new, nothing really interesting. A lot of the moves that we've we've seen, even though we're not like super, super like G friend fanatics, where we're like, oh yeah, we know that at this time they do this move. Um, it, it may it's not still, even, it's still really stale, right? It may not be even be the exact same moves. I don't know that for sure. But when I look at it, and I'm like, I swear to God, I've seen this move, and I swear to God, I've seen this move, and I swear to God, I've seen this move. Even if I'm wrong. I feel like that idea means it's stale. Yeah. Please do some different things. And I think G Friend is at a point where they need to shake up their image or they need to shake up their concept. 
And I thought that they were going to do that with, with Fingertip. And like after they put out Love Whisper, fuck, I almost forgot. Love Rain, <laughs> Summer, Summer yeah, Love, Summer Love, Rain Whisper. Yeah, after they put out that song, I was like, okay, okay, you, you saw that didn't work. Try something new again. So, I mean, we talked about this for Fingertip. It's not that they, it, it, it is that they need to try something new. It's that they need to try a new producer or they need to try a new choreographer. Yeah. If you keep fucking using the same producers, no matter what you do, you're going to get the same problems, right? right? And I'm sorry, Iggy and, and, and Young Bay, you made some fucking great ass songs. You made maybe but four of like, you lost, you lost it. You lost your touch. Like either let, Chief friend, have a couple of songs with somebody else while you recharge, uh-huh. okay? Um, or just, again, hand them off. You know what I mean? Like Something needs to change. Something needs to change. And this is not it, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not a, an awful song, but it's just, we hold Chief friend in such high regard. They have such amazing songs that it's just so sad to see them release something that is not quality. Bland. Yeah, not quality release. Right? Um, and I mean, the same thing goes for EXO. And the same thing goes for the last song we're going to talk about. Ain't that right. Who is it? Who that so, so, these la- so this last group, they haven't fallen as far as like EXO and, and G-Friend in my mind. Definitely. Uh, but they are starting to slip. Um, and that group is BTS. And their new song is called DNA. So this song, uh, produced by P-Dog, uh, Bang Si-hyuk, has Supreme Boy, Sugar, and Rat Monster. Uh, a lot of people who have worked on a lot of BTS stuff. B- P- P-Dog is like their main producer. Yeah. Bang Si-hyuk is the CEO. CEO of their, of their the company. company. Yeah. So, Cass B- is a beer. So BTS, um, I, I don't want us to be uh, misunderstood. We don't hate this song. Uh, if this wasn't BTS, we would think this is actually pretty a, a decent boy group song. Yeah. But the problem is BTS uh, for Steven and I. Once it was before it was a joke, and then they started leading the pack in a lot of stuff. 
and we liked a lot of the stuff that they released. And somewhere along the lines of them hitting the top um, and us like getting to like them, they started doing some stuff that we didn't like. And this is kind of another song in maybe a string of like two or three songs that we didn't really kind of back. And the problem with this song is that like the G Friend song, it really lacks BTS personality. Yeah. And I think that's the main culprit and a, a lot of a lot of things that are like once you've hit a certain level of success. A certain level lose, of expectation. Yeah, you start to lose some quality, start to lose some personality of what kind of got you there and what you're like known for. Right. Like EXO known for dancing and then their last music video no dancing right yeah. g-friend known for the guitar riffs and like kind of fresh choreography very sharp choreography and last video last song none of that um this song it's still very i think quality it's still pretty high but it's definitely lacking a lot of bts personality right and we're not saying they need to do the same things right we're not saying we want the same personality um it's like a, again a very common uh, argument for YG groups, right? There's a lot of YG stink, and YG, you know what? We're not going to talk about him in depth, but uh, Taeyeon released a couple of songs. We motherfucking love Taeyeon songs. I don't think he's ever made a bad single, right. okay? Until, in our eyes, in our eyes. Until the recent last, last two. two. They were really, released. they were pretty bad. They were, they lacked so much anything. It was yeah. like, it's not a bad song. Like, if that was not Taeyeon, that was just a rando dude. That was like Young Tay. I would have been like, oh, Young Dude, Young Tay can sing. But when it's fucking Taeyang and you're just like, why is the song so nothing? You're just yeah. like, what is happening? G-Dragon also released the whole CD. And like, Pretty. I, again, also mm. very just like, I see what you're trying to do there, G-Dragon, but it just doesn't feel right. Um, like a lot of these big groups are, I think, either... They're suffering this, or at least maybe our expectations um, or our wants just don't match up with what they're coming out with anymore, right? I, I think to a certain degree that is true. For us, our expectations for a lot of these groups are pretty high because we want to like certain things. But 2017 especially has been a pretty bad year in terms of groups having that personality factor. Thinking back on this past year, there's not a lot of groups, like big big groups, that have put out stuff that has been that of what we're looking for. Like that has their personality, has like quality, right? Like catchiness, or, or that's like pushing the envelope, or any of that. Like 2017 right. has been a very plateau year, I think. I'm yeah. not, man. I think it's a fucking down year. I'm not going to say I'm yeah. on a plateau. Fuck that shit. Yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I do think the way we're wording it's like we're expecting 10s out of 10. Every time. I'm like, I don't think our expectations are that high. I, I, I honestly don't even think our expectations are that high in the grand scheme of things. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not expecting a fucking 2001 Odyssey every goddamn time. Right? right. I'm not expecting Mozart every goddamn time. Right. I just think that... I think this is a one of the repercussions of having so many groups debut in the last three four years. Um, it's just that I think we're just hearing a with so many songs, mm. and b there's only so much creativity in people in general. You know what I mean? Mm. And when you got to kind of I guess probably just spread it all out. You know, it's just like I mean, how many fucking releases did BTS released? You know, like they re released. So many songs. Hey, busy boys. You know? Um, 
And you know, to, to go back to being more specific about DNA, like BTS is due for a hype song. It's been quite a while since their last yeah. hype song. Yeah, they usually kind of alternate between a more kind of dramatic song and a hype song, dramatic song, hype song, or right. like, you know, they, they, they kind of stagger them, right? Right, and, and a lot of the last couple of ones have been like in the middle-ish, like not super hype, but not super ballady, yeah. right? Yeah, but you would kind of more classify them as dramatic kind of ballady songs rather than hype songs. Or they're mind. fucking like 90s, you know, or not 90s, they're like uh, not BAP song, yeah. song, right? Yeah. Or like a EDM song, right? Like yeah. I, I understand they're trying different things. I, I do think, which which brings me to my point, which is their last couple of songs, I see them doing different things. This song sounds like a generic thing. Like I honestly, like I, I can recognize their voices kind of, right? Yeah. But let, assuming I, I can't recognize their voices, this sounds like a song that any other boy group who's trying to ape the BTS song recently mm -hmm. uh, is one of their songs. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, it doesn't yeah. sound like BTS singing a BTS song. It sounds like generic group C trying to sing a BTS song and doing a decent job. The quality is there, but it's, it doesn't have that BTS, for pun intended, DNA. Right, right, right. Like for me, this song is, okay, strange analogy coming up, but hopefully you follow. It's, it's like fried rice. Like, fried rice, for me, is delicious. But usually fried rice, you're making it with a lot of leftovers. You know, like, not necessarily quality ingredients, but you're making something there. And this song, it's, like, not an amazing dish of food, but it's something. You kind of get what I mean? It's, it's like, because for me, BTS in this song, they're... My issue with this is that BTS, they were, they were leading the pack. And this song is like you said, a very almost generic representation of a BTS song. Like if I were to make a food analogy, I would yeah. say that recently BTS has, is, is sushi. They're the first big sushi to make it to America. People are like, oh shit, sushi, sushi. is fucking good, right? Okay. And once BTS, once people were like, oh, sushi's fucking good, 700 other stores opened up and said, hey guys, we serve sushi too. Mm -hmm. And the sushi tastes very similarly to BTS's sushi. Yeah. And when that happens, it makes you a little bit tired of sushi. It makes mm -hmm. you a little bit tired of this BTS generic style. Because everybody's doing it, so you're not the leader anymore. Yeah. And so you got to change. And they did. We, we may not have loved uh, all their other songs, but mm. they did an EDM type song. They did a... Uh, a PAP like that's my jam 90s right <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah like you said they used to be leading the pack but this is not a song you would expect from someone leading the pack this is a song you would expect to come from somebody who's in following the pack. yeah yeah who's trying to follow the leader and that's just the song like the music video while still I think on, on the good side of boy group music videos it is the least interesting BTS video in a long, good long time. A long time. Like, even the ones we don't like that are fooled with imagery and things like... They were doing drone shots and like landscapes. And, right. Yeah. And, and, but now everybody's doing drone shots yeah, and yeah. everyone's doing landscape shots. Yeah, but they didn't even do that in this shot. This shot is 80% in a is like a box video. Like sometimes they're outside maybe, but in a box. Um, I, I didn't even think that the... Uh, 
the camera work on the choreography was that good either. Yeah. Um, I, I do. I do have to say, even though the choreography isn't super inspired, um, they still are very good dancers. But the problem is, like we said, like there's a lot of things that are like not very BTSy, like especially their kind of like teen toppy, like yeah, flailing kicks. There were some teen top flailing kicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's just like, is this BTS? That's. I, I don't. I don't want to go that far. Not like go that far. There were other songs where they kind of did some. Movement. I, not, I mean, not just the choreography. I'm just saying the whole package of this song, this concept, music video, choreography. Like, is this BTS? Like, is this what we? Is this is what BTS has come to. Like, yeah. It, this is a regression song. Whereas, so the songs that they have been releasing, we maybe haven't been on board, but they were at least trying something different, or they had something spicy in their room. But this one, there's nothing spicy about. Yeah. yeah. Nothing spicy about it. And I know, of course, it's BTS. and Everything breaks records and blah, 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 blah. I, I totally get that. People love BTS. They broke this record and broke that record. But, I mean, honestly, when you ask yourself, you're just like, does this deserve to break any of those records? I'll, I'm going to be like, fuck no. Like, Jono deserved to have broke some motherfucking record. Like, that's, even Fire, amazing, yeah. you know. Was a good-ass song still. Right, and, and other songs. But it's just like, this video, I think, doesn't deserve it. Um, this song doesn't deserve it. And even though we are talking about this last, after EXO, after G-Friend, mm-hmm. um, as you said in the beginning, like, I think this is still the best, a, a good song. Like, I don't yeah. think Power is a great song. I definitely don't think uh, Summer Rain is definitely not, yeah, but I still think this is a decent song, and I probably yeah. will still download this song. It's just because we've seen the fall of all these other groups, yeah. We're v- I'm dreading this is the turning point, yeah. This is it, this really smells like the first step of regression, yeah. Like BTS, arguably most popular boy group, I think they are. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm pretty 100%. sure you think they are, 100%. right? Yeah, 100%. And we have seen very recently a lot of the mightier groups fall and we we smell the same kind of like the same patterns the same pattern in in this song yeah and whether that's true or not um dear god i hope the next release is like a hype song or something that we can get behind like i hope dear god at least be catchy Right. I just don't understand. Like, I, be I know God. there are people, like long-time listeners know I love one-shots. I love them from the bottom of my heart. Right. And Joro is not a full one-shot, but it's a fake one-shot. Yeah. Um, and like... Pretty damn good fake one-shot. But that was so long ago. Like, that was so long ago. Do another dance video like that, guys. Like, but th- again, the problem is they're busy boys. They, maybe they don't have enough time. I don't know. Mm. Maybe again, they don't need to be that creative anymore because you can come out with probably the most generic video in BTS history and it people breaks eat it up. all the records, you know? And I'm, yeah, I'm just hoping people don't settle for mediocrity. The people but, who are consuming BTS and, the, and BTS themselves. But you know. They will. You know they will. Uh, it's just sad. That's it's just why, really sad. I mean, preach mode, right? But yeah. like, that's why I started this podcast four years ago. Is it's like I, if you're more critical, K-pop listeners, um, more choosy about what you consume, more choosy about what you consume, and more choosy about what you like and don't like. Guess what? 
quality. The product will probably get better. Right. That's just not the fucking case, man. Like, and it's crazy because we're in Japan. Right. And arguably, Japan's ferverness, their obsessiveness, their supportingness is even greater than Korea, right? Their fanaticism. Their fanaticism, right? Like, like guaranteed if an AKB48 girl releases a CD of them farting, there would be sold out. Sold fucking out. You know what I mean? And we make that joke in K pop, but like, J pop, it'll be, Japan. You know, it'll happen, right? And I just, I used to love J pop, you know what I mean? And I, I hear some of these songs, especially in Japan or randomly on YouTube, and I'm just like, J pop has just gotten so bad. Just so bottom shelf, no creativity, no nothing in its pop stuff. Japan has is lucky in that has there's a lot other of subcultures. There's a lot of subcultures. Like they love rock and they love this and they love this. But what I mean is like specifically the, the in the pop category, like it should be a warning sign. It should be a big warning sign to see just how unimaginative J-pop has become. I, or I, not that J-pop ever was imaginative. That's the problem. Right. Is that I feel like K-pop is more imaginative, or at least a more in a more Western way, but. When you just blindly eat up everything people come out with, they don't need a fucking try. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it, it's it's really a from a business or economic standpoint, it makes sense for the companies. Right? Yeah, why would they need to? Yeah, and it, uh, you're like, oh well, if companies need to put out better stuff, you just because I've talked to a lot of uh, K-pop fans on the internet before and i feel like a lot of k-pop fans they feel like the companies owe them and even if they put out something or do something that they don't like they'll still support the company still because in their mind they're like okay yeah we'll still support them because we want to support our group but we're still critical it's just like the best way to voice your like, I don't like this, right, is to not give them the money. Well, I, that's the problem. The problem is they don't care if they don't like it. Because they're because you're saying they support the company. I think that's that's wrong. They, they don't give a shit about the company. They're supporting the people. Yeah. And they want to give money to the person. Mm. And so they don't care if the person has good things or bad things. They just want, they love that person so much, they mm. want to support them, right? Well. Which, it's not the same, but that just doesn't happen in other mediums. You know mm. what I mean? Um, I, but music think, is a different yeah. thing, and it is what it is. And um, I think K-pop, unfortunately, is very cyclical in that way. I mean, we're we're kind of like this 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 discussing the K-pop current landscape, but I think K-pop is very cyclical in that way because people just there's no stop to people supporting K-pop. Like that's what's kind of different between K-pop and regular pop. Like K-pop, the people, they have like an attachment to the members, attachment to the groups. And that in turn kind of, kind of pushes that blind fanaticism almost, in my eyes. I mean, I, I think there are people who fucking love Beyonce and they'll support her no matter what. And there's people right. that love, you know, whomever. But I, it is to a, a lesser extent because we don't see 
that wheel in America as blatant anymore, you know? Right. Um, but I mean, One Direction, I mean, mm. it's the same thing, you know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, none of this really matters. We harp on this all the time. Yeah. Right? It's just that, you know, thinking of the other podcast thing, right? It just bums me out so much. And to be fair, I did not listen to the episode. I've only read quotes of what they said. I I'm not even that familiar with that situation. But just the idea that hundreds of fans who just didn't like what they said shut them down. Like pitchforked and, and angered. Yeah. It fucking angers me. Like if you don't like what they said, don't listen to them. Yeah. But you don't need to go out of your way to be like, fuck these motherfuckers. You hear what these fuckers said about our lovely chingas, you know? Like, like let's let's punish them. Yeah, let's punish them for being wrong about their opinion. Right? right. Like it's like it's an god fucking opinion. Like I, I, I get it, and it's it, it's it's in a broader like world kind of view, it's just people being mean for no reason where People should should just go about their day. It's just nice people. It's not people being mean. It, I think it's just people overly vindictive. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of a better way. It, it, it's it's like they get personally offended, which I kind of get. In, I'm not saying that's wrong or anything. Right. It's just like like for example, if I fucking love. A TV show and someone else is like, well, that TV show is a fucking pile of shit. I'm gonna be a little hurt, right? I'm gonna be a little sad and maybe a little bit angry, but I'm not you gonna go defend them. Yeah. But I'm not gonna go out of my way to be like, well, I mean, in my head, I might be like, well, you're a stupid idiot, but I'm not gonna tell everybody, look, look at that stupid idiot. Let's all fucking band together and right. tell idiot to go to idiot town, right? I'll just yeah. put a little not a uh, little tick in my head that says, well, I don't agree with that dude's opinions ever. Um, he's so probably stupid, yeah. so I'm just not going to talk to him, right? Yeah. If you don't like what they're saying about an opinion, just don't listen to him and move on with your life, right? Yeah. It's it's like, like I don't know if we have a lot of Redditors or whatever. Like, It's like, re like you know, you're writing a, some response to a guy who has a different opin opinion than you on Reddit, right? And you, you disagree, and it's like that person going through every comment that you've commented and downvoting everything. Comment. That's what right. it's like. It's juvenile. It's fucking. It's like. It's just so you, hateful. Yeah, I so hate, hateful. Yeah, yeah. It's it, yeah. It's like diehard. You on my team or you ain't on my team. You know. Yeah. And that's so. I know it's not an American thing, but it is especially relevant, right? Which like you're either on the, this Republican team, you're on this Democrat team, and I don't give a shit what's better for the world. All I care about is, is my being, team. Is being, and if you're not my team, then I'm going to crush you in the ground. Yeah, it, it, it's so fucking stupid. Anyways. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for, I guess, this uh, Japan vacation episode. Mm -hmm. Again, we want to mention that we will not be resuming regular um, episodes until at least a month later. Probably more. Yeah, um, because... but. By the time I think we kind of get up and running, it will be holiday season. So we have to buy a lot of stuff and, and set up and f figure out a lot of things. So 
we're not really sure when we're going to be able to put out another podcast, but hopefully sooner than later. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping when you get home, Josh, there's going to be some Amazon packages on the door waiting for you, buddy. <laughs> um, but we're going to try. Again, we, we thank you guys for sticking with us. Um, it pains me to have go this long without an episode, you know? Um, but it's a very big transitionary period in our lives, right? We can't help it. So we thank you guys for sticking with us. Right. Please don't shut our podcast down for what the things that we've said. <laughs> that we said about BTS and GFriend and uh, Excel. Right. But hey, if you guys want to write a news article about us, we're not going to shut down. I'm not going to shut down this podcast because, because people well, don't like us. We've we've gotten that hate before. Yeah, we've got that hate before. For YG especially. So if you're going <laughs> to write some articles about us, that's probably better. There's no such thing as... Bad publicity. Unless you give up and shut down. Hey! hey! But we're not part of an actual company, so we can do whatever we want. Independent. So we'll see you guys sometime in the future. I hope you guys have a good life. And I hope we are uh, a nuclear war doesn't happen and we can have another episode. <laughs> Bye.